You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Path to Success. I'm your host, Peggy Wu. I'm a certified life coach and a registered yoga teacher. My vision for this podcast is to empower you, my listeners, to find your career happiness. I do so by sharing stories of how some amazing female entrepreneurs, small business owners, and change makers follow their own callings to pursue what is important to them. All of my guests are relatable to you and me, and they may just be a few steps ahead of your journey. I want this show to provide inspiration and encouragement from the most down-to-earth perspectives and in the most organic way. I hope you'll come back to the show every week and treat it as a way to condition your mind for success. I'm here to support you, so get in touch with me at peggy at mindfulsequences.com. My guest for today is Kathy Zhang, the founder and designer of Easy Sunday Club. Easy Sunday Club sells a collection of organic and playful original watercolor designs on paper products and baby goods. When you go on the website, you'll see adorable baby blankets and watercolor prints, and they're all made by Kathy. I met Kathy through a mutual friend. Although we never met in person, Kathy and her husband generously shared their entrepreneurial experience with me, and they gave me valuable advice and encouragement to start my business. The last time we spoke was about two years ago, and Kathy's business has grown exponentially since then. I reached out to Kathy way before I recorded my first episode, podcast episode, and I invited her to come on the show. She said yes without hesitation. She's just such a kind soul, and she's willing to share everything she knows. And I'm so glad that I have a chance to introduce her to you. Kathy has always loved art, but she followed the traditional route to do her MBA and landed what she thought with her was her dream job. The career was with the world's largest supplier and manufacturer of athletic wear, which seemed great on paper, but she wasn't happy. She was actually experiencing job depression. During that time, Kathy rediscovered her love for creating and painting she made a bold decision to leave her corporate job and turn her passion for art into a business. The rest is history. I'm pleased to introduce you to Kathy Zhang. My name is Kathy Zhang, and I'm a self-taught watercolor artist and the founder of Easy Sunday Club based in Los Angeles, California. Easy Sunday Club is first and foremost a product brand that offers home decor and soft goods for kids and babies by combining fine art with playfulness and education. 
I am the artist and designer behind everything you see under the brand. I also have a growing YouTube channel with my husband that encourages and supports creative entrepreneurship for artists by democratizing knowledge and practical advice based on our own experience. Our mission is to inspire and uplift the next generation of creators, whether it be babies who just saw our art for the first time on a baby blanket, or someone who just retired and have rediscovered their inner artists and want to make art or even sell their art. And our company values are integrity, education, and experimentation. Kathy, tell us how did you decide to leave your full-time job, and what kind of mindset shift did you have to make? Also, what are the challenges that you have to face in your business? I decided to leave my job because I was miserable and just couldn't stay any longer.、Um, the nuances behind it is I had rediscovered my love of creating and painting while trying to cope with my job depression at the time. And I somehow decided naively that I would turn it into a business, which would be my perfect escape from my current corporate path.、Uh, the reason why I said it was naive was because I had no idea how much work would be involved in just creating and growing a business in a field that I had barely started to learn myself, and let alone think about the financial viability of it. I know it's possible, but. I think I was overly optimistic about it. So to sum it up, I think misery was the biggest driver for change in my case. So the first mindset shift I had to make was to detach my identity from the company I worked for. My last full-time employer was Nike, and even though I was only there for two years, I probably had to spend a whole year after to shed that identity. I remember when I was debating whether to leave my job or not. I would ask myself, like, who was I if I was not this person with this job title that works for company X Y Z? It sounds silly in retrospect, but maybe some of your listeners can、um, relate to this. It made me realize that I was tying my identity and maybe self worth to my job or my profession for possibly my entire career. And that's not really a healthy mindset to have.、Um, I would say I've definitely gotten better since then, but even now, as a creative entrepreneurship,、uh, as a creative entrepreneur, I had to work on myself and to make sure that I also don't tie my identity to、uh, my current career and that I am still a full person outside of what I do professionally.、Um, the second mindset shift I had to make. And I'm also still making is to redefine success.、Um, I think when I left my job, I had this chip on my shoulder of wanting to replace my corporate salary with my、um, creative business income in like one to two years. Right? I was very ambitious about it.、Um, obviously, it didn't happen that quickly, but over time, I'm also starting to. Believe that success is not just a set of measurable date, like measurable metrics.、Um, it's actually a feeling. I think 
when I tend to tie success to a goal post, that goal post keeps moving. Whenever I meet a goal or accomplish something, even if it's something that I didn't expect, I quickly move on to the next one. So instead of kind of attaching success to these arbitrary goals, um, I'm checking in with myself daily or weekly, and especially when things are not going my way, that if I'm still enjoying this, if even when I'm going through a challenge, is this a challenge that I'm excited by? And do I enjoy solving this problem versus this like, miserable, unhappy feeling I had in my previous job where I felt like, you know, these challenges are like, they don't lead me anywhere. And I was just doing it for external validation only. So nowadays, I think one of my simplest measure of success is how I feel Sunday night or Monday morning. If I look forward to Mondays and I wake up feeling uh, excited or at least I don't dread the work I'm doing anymore, that's a far departure from how I used to feel, right? Because I really do want to enjoy the process as much as just focusing on the next goal and then knocking down that goal and doing the um, and meeting the next goal. Um, I've gone through many, like many other business owners, I've gone through many challenges and they're all different at different stages. But I clearly remember in the first two years of my art business, I've just felt like a fish out of water. Even though I went to business school, they don't really teach you how to start your own business. Um, and no, at the time, I was working full-time in corporate doing something entirely different. I was in a more like data-focused function, so I had no idea how to... I mean, I was still learning to paint and becoming a better artist like myself. So not only was I trying to hone in my craft, I was also trying to build a business with it, uh, which sounds kind of crazy <laughs> looking back that I... I um, made the jump and did it anyway, but I would say for the first two years, I was stumbling a lot, trying to figure out what to focus on. Um, I was still overjoyed by the fact that I like was given this opportunity to be creative again. So I had a lot of shiny object syndrome. Um, I had to learn about wholesale, uh, licensing, all of the different income streams that an artist could have. And really trying to reel myself in because I knew that I can't approach that. I can't go after all of them at the same time, right? So that was challenging to just juggle all the different priorities to even know what my priority is, let alone figure out like which ones is going to um, be the most like monetizable income stream for me. So there were many times I felt like giving up. Um, it's not so much that I wanted to give up and just find a job, which you know, was a possibility and it was definitely in front of mind a lot of times in the beginning. Um, but I just, at, sometimes I didn't know where I could take this business uh, because I didn't know what possibilities are out there. But I also think that I'm naturally an optimistic person and... Even though these thoughts cross my mind, I am relatively good at squashing the inner negative voice and just try to look forward. Not looking forward way far ahead, but looking forward at what's the next step I can take. 
I mean, I think it's what drove me to start this business in the first place. It's, you know, there's a little bit of naivete there and optimism, but also just focusing on what I have control at the time and what's the next step that I can take to get closer to um, my dream of becoming my own creative business owner. Um, and to be honest, for every reason this could work out, I could think of three reasons where I could fail. But like I said, with practice, I got really good at squashing the inner negative voice and just kept going. Persistence is name of the game. So just to practice what I preach, I'll try not to tie my wins to anything monetary. Um, and I would say that my biggest win so far is in year five, I'm fairly confident that I don't have to go back to finding I don't have to go back to a nine to five ever again, unless I want to, right? But that's more of an option than um, something I have no choice. Because in the first two years, I, during days where I didn't know what I was doing or how far I could go, I thought that I would have to, um, I knew I had always had the fallback option to go back to doing what I was doing before, which was analytics and product development. But I really, really, really wish that I didn't have to. And now coming to year five of my business, I know that I've fully pivoted to being a creative and a business owner. And I've learned so many skills and have had like a whole set of experience under my belt that I don't think I will ever have to. So that's a big difference there. Um, and also just being able to build multiple streams of income over the last five years. Again, not tying anything to numbers specifically, but just being able to stand up these different streams of income to make me feel like I'm comfortable with where I'm at. And I am you know, excited to go to work every day. Or work doesn't feel like work anymore. I think that's what I'm most proud of, especially just remembering how um, unhappy I was. I once was was with my work. What advice would you give to others who want to start their own business? What would you suggest to others who wish to find their passion or life purpose, but don't know how? In the wise words of my ex-employer, I would say just do it, but do it wisely and do it responsibly. Uh, as someone who started their business in their 30s, who's kind of a decade into their career, um, I had to think about a lot of other aspects of the feasibility of this, right? I had to have conversation with my husband or fiance at the time about whether I we could afford for me to quit my cushy corporate job to take this risk. Uh, we had to think about contingency plans if things don't work out. Like we gave, um, we agreed that if in a year I didn't make any money, that I would go back to finding another nine to five job. So there are a lot of different considerations. I'm sure at whatever age you are at, I would, I would say it is relatively easier <laughs> to start a business when you're younger with less um, life responsibilities, or when you're, if you're living at home with your parents and not have to pay rent or don't have a family to support. So with all that said, I highly encourage you to try it, but just know your situation and to be to approach it you no know, responsibly.
At the end of our YouTube videos, I have this saying along the lines of clarity comes with action. You don't have to have everything figured out. You just have to take the next step. And that is something that's, that has been the guiding light for me at my darkest days where when I felt like I wanted to give up or when I didn't know how I was going to um, sell my art prints or paintings, right? I, I just focus on taking the next step, putting one foot in front of the other and checking in with myself and make sure that this still feels right. This still feels like the right thing to do. And it still made me happy. So yeah, clarity comes with action. So if you're afraid to do something, just try it. And chances are the how it feels to actually do it is never as horrible as what you make it out to be in your head. So this advice could go every which way. Um, it could go in infinite directions. So I would just share what works for me. One is to try everything that interests you. Um, dabble in everything because the more new things you try, the more you will build up that muscle to better assess if the thing you're doing is the thing that you want to keep trying, keep doing. Um, like I said, I have shiny object syndrome. I love trying new things and I wasn't always great at finishing things, whether it's books, just different startup ideas, whatever. Um, but once I started painting watercolor, I painted 400 days straight. And at the end of it, I, I still couldn't get enough. And I knew something was different here because I've tried a bunch of other different things and none of them stick. Right, like they say it takes 21 days to build a habit. I think it takes way longer than that when it's not weaved into your everyday life. So when you're trying something new and if you do it for like, like months and months and you still are excited by it, then that might be the thing. Of course, it doesn't mean you have to turn all of your passion into a business, right? I think that's there's danger in suggesting like anytime anyone discovered a new skill or something is that they have to monetize it. They don't have to. Um, I made the choice to do that, but like I said, it's not it's not the only way. And another way to help people find their passion life purpose is to define your values. Um, I've listed my company values in the beginning of this episode. Um, that's also reflective of my personal values. My personal values are a little different, but that's this is a derivative of it. So find out the things that are important to you and find out the things that you're good at and find out the things that the world needs. So the intersection of those three things is, um, yeah, is what you're called to do. I know it's it's hard to get there, but... Um, I believe that you, everyone can find their purpose in life if they pay enough attention to it. One more question for you, Kathy, what mindfulness activity do you do and why? Mindfulness has been an increasingly important aspect of my life. That said, I'm not a great practitioner of it. Um, I've been meditating on and off for probably three years now. Uh, when I say on and off, the off period could be as long as um, 
like three to four months. So like this year, I haven't been very good at it. Um, last year, I was more persistent. Oh, I was more consistent with taking meditation walks or taking like 10 to 15 minutes each morning to meditate. Um, I do guided med meditation and I have a Calm app subscription. So that's been helpful. I said it's I fall off the wagon often having to juggle between uh, morning quiet time to tending to my kid to you know needs of my business to wanting to get a workout in so it's a struggle and we all have the same struggles right so but it is an important part of my life and one that and a mindfulness practice is something I hope to the goal is always to incorporate some form of it every day um, but that may come in different shapes and form and different duration and I'm learning to have more grace um, and just, you know, not be too hard on myself if I miss the day or something. The point is to know directionally to get back on, uh, get back on the wagon and, and try it again tomorrow. I do find that when I have a more consistent meditation practice that I'm able to sit with my feelings of discomfort or anxiety more easily. It's not so much that they don't come up as often, but when they do, I'm able to observe them kind of like how I would observe um, busy traffic on a highway standing on top of a, a sky bridge instead of being in, being in the traffic. Uh, I heard that analogy from a meditation app, so I'm not taking credit for it, but I forgot the source, but the analogy makes sense to me. Uh, another thing is it helps me to process external stimulus, uh, stimuli better. Um, I'm really sensitive to like noise or just like outside energy. So when there's a lot going on, especially in 2020, it's still ongoing today with the pandemic and everything. I, yeah, I had to um stop consuming news for a while but I didn't want to just live under a rock so right it's like balancing being informed with just staying sane with um that information so meditation has definitely helped with that if I'm consistent so that's a motivation for me to just keep going and be consistent Thank you so much, Kathy, for being on my show and sharing your story and wisdom with all of us. Oh, thank you, Peggy, for inviting me, inviting me to be a part of your podcast. Uh, I enjoy this conversation and I hope it brings some value to some of your listeners. Um, I love what you're doing with this podcast and this purpose-driven business that you're building and I look forward to listening to the other guests that you have on the show. That was a conversation with Kathy Zhang, the founder and designer of Easy Sunday Club. So my takeaway from today's episode are... Number one, don't tie your identity to your career. Define success your way using your own measures. To Kathy, it's about checking in with herself and noticing how she feels Sunday nights and Monday mornings. Number two, to Kathy, it's essential to enjoy the process rather than just knocking down goals. Number three, 
Number three, get really good at squashing negative thoughts and place your focus on what you can control. Number four, to find your passion and purpose in life, try everything that interests you and see what sticks and what do you keep coming back to. Another way is to define your values. Find out what you are good at, what aligns with your values, and what the world needs. The intersection of these three things is what you are called to do. Number five, if you want to do something, just try it. Like Kathy said, how it feels to actually do it is never as horrible as what you make it out to be in your head. Thank you again, Kathy, for being on the show. Thank you, my listeners, for tuning in. If you want to connect with Kathy, go to her website, easysundayclub.com, or find her on Instagram at easysundayclub. I'll leave her info in the show notes. Before I sign off, I want to mention my favorite quote from Kathy. Clarity comes with action. You don't have to have everything figured out. You just have to take the next step. This is the quote that Kathy lives by, and I find it helpful as well. I want you, my listeners, to think about your next step. If you are happy in your career, what's next for you? If you are not satisfied with your career, what steps can you take to gain happiness? I would love to read about your answers, thoughts, and comments. If there are career-related topics that you would like to hear about on this podcast, please let me know. Email me at peggy at mindfulsequences.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and follow and share it with your friends and family. Also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at mindful underscore sequences. Thank you so much for listening. May you have the clarity and confidence to follow your dreams and create your best life. Until next time. Her Path to Success is here to remind you, define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed. Thank you.